Hi there, it's Caitlin here, and I just wanted to take a quick moment to speak to those ELA teacher listeners who may not know a whole lot about EB Academics, where we came from, what our mission is, or our why behind what we do. To put it simply, Jessica and I were both ELA teachers in middle school classrooms, and together we knew there had to be a better way for teaching, not just sustainably, but to make it actually enjoyable for ourselves. And this is why we set out to develop the EB Writing Program and the EB Teachers Club. Our mission is simple, help middle school ELA teachers take back their time outside of the classroom by providing them with engaging lessons, planning framework, and support so that they can become the best version of themselves, both inside and outside of the classroom. We know firsthand the burden that educators carry daily, and we want to help teachers find that work-life balance they so desperately need and deserve. This all starts with a decision to make a change. Even just a small one can have a huge impact on your teaching career. So if you think you might be ready to try something new because you know you simply cannot continue the way that you have been, then I'd invite you to take a moment to check out the EB Writing Program or the EB Teachers Club by visiting the links in the description of the podcast. We know if you are hearing this message now, then you are already working on improving your craft. With that being said, we hope you know you are capable of change. Teaching doesn't have to be life-draining but it can be life-giving. We hope you continue to support you inside one of our programs. And in the meantime, we'll see you back here on the podcast each week. All right, welcome back to another episode. We are in part two, talking about whether or not a workshop model really produces the best readers and writers. So if you haven't listened to episode 210 that aired last week on the podcast, make sure that you go back and listen to that one because this is part two and builds on that particular episode. So this was the question that I ended with last week and we're gonna start with this week. What are you supposed to do if your school requires you to follow a writing workshop model and the units just drag on and on, your students still struggle with producing anything that's passable, what are you supposed to do in that case, right? If the writing unit takes so long that there is no time in your year to have your students write more than one narrative or persuasive essay. So there are some simple adjustments that you can make to help you integrate the workshop method you may be required to use with a writing framework that gets you results. So I'm going to explain this through the lens of integrating the EBW approach with a writing workshop, but these same suggestions will apply with whatever writing framework it is that you want to use. So the key is being strategic as opposed to haphazardly integrating the two approaches. So I want you to look at your year. What reading and writing workshop units do you need to cover? Knowing that typical reading and writing workshops last about four to six weeks, if you have anything less than 90-minute class periods, you're going to need to make some cuts, and that's okay. You just simply won't be able to cover all of the reading and writing units that you are likely provided in your curriculum. And so how do you choose what to cut? It always goes back to having the standards as your North Star. We tell this to our EB teachers time and time again. This is integral to what we do at EB. Based on what standards you absolutely have to cover this year, I want you to choose the reading and writing workshop units that are non-negotiables, like non-negotiables absolutely have to be in there. Another scenario that you may find yourself in, let's say that you have 45-minute class periods and you're required to structure your class as a reading workshop. Then after that unit, you move to a writer's workshop and you go back and forth until you finish the year. If that's the case, we're going to recommend that you start off class with five or so minutes of a spiral review bell ringer and then move into your reading workshop mini lesson for about 10 minutes. So let's pretend 
that your reading workshop unit is all about characterization. Students are going to consider complex character traits, right? They're going to analyze how characters propel the plot forward, influence them, etc. Studying characters naturally lends itself to finding relevant text evidence and students explaining why they selected a particular piece of evidence. So knowing that you want to integrate the EBW writing approach framework into your lessons, you could give students an evidence tracker and an essential question that is related to characterization. So for example, and you might want to write this down if you're not driving, which character in the text is experiencing the most significant change? Or another question is, which character is most responsible for illustrating the central theme of the text? Then, during independent work time, students could be filling in their evidence tracker using the independent book they are reading during this particular workshop unit. Then at the end of the unit, even though it's not a part of the workshop model, you could have students write a response to literature using the EBW approach. So if you did an RTL like this, a response to literature like this at the end of each reading unit, then you are purposefully spiraling back and helping students gain writing practice with a framework that they can depend on. This would be a very simple ongoing strategy that can be tied into a reading workshop unit. And additionally, you could look ahead at the mini lessons that you will be covering during a particular reading unit. So for example, you might see that you will be teaching a mini lesson all about how readers revise their thinking as they gather evidence. So to assess this skill, you could use like a fun inference lesson where students learn how to identify clues. Maybe they make inferences as they read about a mystery location. They ultimately try to figure out which location is being described, right? Something like that, like an inference activity that's highly engaging for them, that makes for a rigorous and structured independent or partner work activity after that mini lesson. And you can even have students pair up and create clues for another set of partners. If you're an EB Teachers Club member, this is something that is in the EB Teachers Club if you want to check that out, um, inferences. So here's why I like using that particular activity that we call Guess the Location so much. In the classrooms that we've worked worked with, worked in, in the classrooms that we've worked in in the past that followed a reading workshop style, Once students listened to a mini lesson about inferences, they were instructed to read for 20 minutes in their independent reading book and write three post-its with different inferences they came up with based on their reading. And because of that, inevitably, we would see post-its with notes like, I think she's scared because the author said she didn't want to go to school, or the characters are tired because one of them yawned, right? Just like brutal. It drove us absolutely nuts. I'm talking about Jessica and me as as I'm saying us. These are low-level inferences for middle schoolers. These are not helping students level up in terms of reading analysis in any capacity whatsoever. What students need is independent practice that really pushes them to take the concepts from the mini lesson and actually practice them, not just write a few words on a post-it note that maybe won't even get checked. And so an activity like guess the location, like I was mentioning, something like this gives students structure during independent workshop time and allows you to see those high level results. Because let's face it, it is going to take more than just a mini lesson and then independent work time for students to up level their application of the skills being taught. And this comes back to you as the teacher. 
right? Being strategic about how you can integrate a writing framework like the EBW approach or a supplemental structured lesson like the guest location activity within the workshop model that you are required to use. So for those teachers who want to integrate, if this is you who want to integrate engaging in rigorous lessons and a writing framework with your workshop style classes, I want you to ask yourself this. What reading and writing workshops do you need to cover this school year? And are these aligned with your grade level standards? Then I also want you to consider, how can you tie in a writing framework like the EBW approach or an engaging and rigorous lesson on things like theme, tone, and mood, inferences, etc.? How can you do that with many lessons that you will be teaching so that your students are better prepared for independent work time? I also want you to consider where in your schedule can you build in opportunities to revisit the skills covered in your reading and writing units, even if it's just one class period a month, that's better than nothing, right? And then lastly, I also want you to think about what is your goal for the number of essays that your students get to complete in a school year? And it should be at least one for all of your writing standards, right? One for narrative, one for argumentative, et cetera. And then one spiral review essay for each type. So I would even argue that for text-dependent or argumentative response to literature type essays, that it should be way more, since that truly is the foundational writing framework for so many other writing genres. And it is absolutely possible. It is possible. First of all, anything's possible. But this is also absolutely possible to integrate a writing framework and standalone engaging and rigorous resources with your reading and writing workshops. It just takes some time, a little bit of work up front in mapping out which activities are going to work best together. So I want you to look at your next workshop unit. What type of writing or reading skills are you covering? And then where in that unit can you introduce a framework or add in a fun and rigorous standalone lesson that will actually help your students master the standards and grow as readers and writers. All right, hopefully you loved these conversations around the reading and writing workshop model. Let us know feedback on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you at EB Academics, and we'd also love it if you would leave us a review whenever you get a chance. Thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see you next week on the podcast.